It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24 7. Just download live. 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. Radio quite like quite this. Like this. Get your fix 24/7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show, show, right now on TPV Radio. Welcome. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, liberating minds, transforming lives. Romans 12, 2 through 3. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. I'm walking in authority, living life without apology. It's not wrong here, I belong here. Thank you for giving us uh, grace as we 
just got to celebrating one more year of Thanksgiving, Lord. We thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives that we do know and that we don't know and that that is to come, Lord. We thank you for it. We know it's all going to be greater. And we thank you for giving us the vision that we need in 2020 in order to be successful in 2021. Lord, we're so thankful that you kept everyone's family. You kept us all safe from sick and harm. And I thank you for all of those who are who are out of the country that are part of this show. Lord, I, I ask that you continue to keep them covered, Lord, and, and, and keep them having an amazing time and being thankful to you because it's only because of you that they can do what they do. Lord, we just ask that you continue to watch over our families, our loved ones, and we thank you. And Lord, if we're getting ready to do this show, please let it be about you, magnifying you, giving you all the praise, all the glory. And if there's anyone that is here not to try to get a clear understanding or try to communicate in harmony, we ask that you do not allow them to come onto the show. And Lord, it is in your son Jesus' name that we do pray and we thank you and we celebrate you. Amen. Okay, guys. Hey, Tammy. Hey, Mignon. Hey, Holly. Hey, uh, Christopher. Hey, Bobby. All you guys that are on here. Oh, you're building castles. Hmm, must be nice. And we're freezing. Hmm. I don't think that's quite fair, Bobby, but it is what it is. Build a castle for me. Um, because I do, no, build a mansion for me because I have a mansion up there waiting for me. So build me a mansion. All right? Um, thank you in advance for my mansion. Um, but needless to say, um, this week's show, you know, it is it is something ironic. And here's what I was explaining about the show. I was riding my bicycle. And as I was riding down the street, I realized that, well, actually, I've fallen off my bike so many times, you know, thinking I'm in control, thinking I can roll a little faster and not respecting it and not paying attention or just being lackadaisy in my own way. being negligent, pretty much. So I was like, I got control. I got control. I sure do. And and the more I thought I had control, the faster I got and the little more fancier I got with the bike. You know, sometimes you you think you're really doing good. And when you think you're good, you start doing things, holding it with one hand. You know, I'm looking at my phone, trying to change the song on my phone. You know, I'm just doing all kinds of things. And then all of a sudden, I hit a curve. Hmm. And so I, then at that moment, I realized, oh, my God, I had control, but it was a false sense of power. In actuality, I was being controlled. Because really, although I was the one that was controlling the speed of the bike, controlling the direction of the bike, but at the end, when we get careless and we let our ego and our pride and all of the things listed on the flyer get in the way, we are then being controlled by our ego, and we're not in control at that point. So saying that to say, I hit a curve. And when I hit that curve, guess what happened? I went that way, the bike went the other way and I was hurting 
really bad. Bad, 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 bad. And when I tell you, it was it, it was painful because I realized two things. I realized that the bike can go one way, I can go another way, and concrete does not move. So what I told myself, if I want to ride in peace, R-I-P, you know, you got rest in peace, but I want to, if I want to ride in peace, there's three things that I must do. I must respect the fact that I am on a bicycle with no covering. Just a helmet. Sometimes a helmet. Sometimes I don't wear a helmet. I got a hat on. I'm trying to be cute or whatever. No, nothing. Just a bicycle. So I have to respect that. And before I get on that bicycle, I got to, I have to inspect it in order to be protected. So if I want to RIP, I've got to respect, inspect in order to be protected so I can ride in peace. If not, I was resting on the concrete, not resting in peace at all. I was hurting. And if I could show y'all the bruise that I still have on my leg, well, my ankle, because the pedal hit my ankle. And it is still there. Still there. So that lets me know that although I may have control, if I don't check my ego and my pride, and my 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 overinflated arrogance. Guess what? I'm gonna realize that I am really being controlled by what the bicycle decides to do. When I feel like I don't have to do those three things: respect, inspect, in order to protect myself. So, in essence, I was saying we really think we're in control, and really we're being controlled. We really are. I don't know what some people are being controlled by, but sometimes my ego controls me. My arrogance controls me. My greed controls me. My being sloth, not even caring, you know, not even thinking about what, what, how I may be affecting someone. I mean, and then envy. Envy. I try not to be that one, but sometimes it's very hard not to be envy. When I'm out there riding my bike and I'm pumping really hard on my bike and then somebody flies right by me with the already cut up legs from riding their bike and doing what they're doing, whether they're jogging, riding their bike or whatever they're doing, I have the nerve to get a little envious. But I don't realize that they've probably been doing this longer than I have, so they're supposed to look like that. So sometimes we have to learn to stay in our lane and keep working at what we're doing in order to get where we're trying to go. But envy can be a big culprit in a lot of people's lives, and it has been mine. And let's see, what are some of the other things? And I looked up the things that keep people in control, anger, arrogance, envy, gluttony. Greed, oh y'all, and sloth. But this one here, if you look at the flyer, I put it in big. I put it bigger than anything. Lust. We lust after so many things. You, it may not be a man. It may not be. It may for me. It may not be a man. Whatever you're lusting, it be money. It could be whatever. But we lust after so many things. We do. I, I, we lust after lust after everything, but see, then guess what that does? And a prime example 
and I know we're not supposed to talk about politics, but this is someone that we can all relate to. Prime example, I wish I could have had the opportunity to speak with our current president. He had a false sense of control. The power that he has has given him the ability to have a false sense of control. Because even if he did do something good, when he did do something good, nobody could see it. Because his ego and arrogance made him say things without thinking. And they may not have been meant to be the way that they were said, but they came across that way. So control will give you a false sense of power, and it will make you be like a puppet. You're your own puppet master. I've been my own puppet master, my biggest cheerleader. And ain't nobody else cheering but me. But I'm cheering so loud for myself, I can't see Anything around me, because for one, I'm full of arrogance, I'm full of envy, I'm full of greed, because greed can be greedy, oh, it could be a lot of things. It could be money, power, whatever it is. And then all of these things all go back to just an overinflation of yourself. And everybody should know this. If no scripture in the Bible is more true, now they're all true, but I know this one is the most true because I've experienced it on that bicycle. My pride did not go away. And the Bible says pride will go before the fall. But since I didn't let my pride go away and I had my ego overinflated, I fell on that bicycle. So people... If you don't want to fall into some trap where you feel like you are you are in power and then you get slapped in the face and realize that it has been you who thought you were in control and they gave you a false sense of power and then you realize you were being controlled. That's a great word, narcissism. We all suffer from it at some point in our lives until something happens and we realize narcissistic behaviors are not good. And we all have had them at some point in time until we learn better, or we didn't recognize it for what it was or what it is. I recognize my narcissismness. Is that a word, narcissism? I can't even say it no more. It's a tongue truth. Narcissism is. But anyway, I know that there are people on the line, and I know Holly has to go, but I want to get her feedback on this topic before she goes. Um Hey, uh, Chris, can you let everybody on and, and everybody just say who's on and we go from there? Because this is a topic that I, I want everybody to be able to give an input on because we need it. I need Hi, it. Good evening. Hi. Hey, Holly Star, we miss you. Well, thank How you, have I miss you been? Too. I'm good. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. We, I we haven't did. talked since Thanksgiving, Harley. I know. I know time is beginning. Time just gets away from us. But I know you have to run, but I wanted to make sure we got some of your wisdom about this topic. Well, um, I wanted to add one more thing to your, your trio of, um, what did you say, uh, protect was the last one. You said inspect. Okay, respect, inspect, and protect. 
There you go. In that inspect, this would fall in the middle category, the inspect. inspect. you got to remember to pay close attention to what all you're doing. And sometimes a lot of us have so many, and I'm real guilty of this, trying to do too many things at once. And so part of that inspect has to be to focus on what's at hand. Mm -hmm. And, and like, particularly with the bicycle, I know sometimes you call me on the phone from your bicycle. I know. Because you... You're you're one of those that likes to multitask, and so am I. So um, I, I, t- I sometimes like to talk on the phone when I'm driving with my earphones. But anyway, we have to pay attention. We have to open our eyes and really, really pay attention in that inspection and make sure that we're doing everything that we can, you know, to avoid that fall. Because that, your bicycle um, uh, episode is just completely a good example of any other thing that any other endeavor that we have. If you don't pay good attention mm-hmm. and respect what you're doing to protect yourself, you know, you're going to fall. You're going to get hurt. That will, ha- that will come with anything. So mm-hmm. that's a really good topic. Really good topic, Dorothy. And my, my biggest thing there is just to, to open your eyes wider and pay attention. Wow. Not only, okay, to, the road, not only to the road, but to yourself, you know, to yourself exactly. and to the buddy. Okay. Um, uh, Fly Guy says, hey, Holly. And he says he's sorry he can't call for some reason. Uh, he's still in Mexico, but will comment as he can. Hey, but Fly back Guy. to the States next week. Oh, look, he's just rubbing it in. He keeps talking about where he's at in Mexico. Well, wouldn't, okay. we like to be, wouldn't we like to be in Mexico right about now? Yeah, and he's He's bragging about, oh, he's in Mexico making castles, and we're here freezing. I told him, don't make me a castle. Build me a mansion. Because I got a mansion up there in the sky, so I need him to go ahead and practice. He he, he likes to decorate, I'm sure. Now he's have two pina coladas for me. Oh, <laughs> Holly said a pina colada for her. Okay. Yep. Two. But, two. Don't, don't oh, she said colada. two after tonight. Two after tonight, okay? So two pina coladas and my castle. Fly guy. Okay, so Holly, do you um have you ever been controlled by any of the the seven things listed on the flyer? Do you have it in front oh, of you? I'm sure. I'm sure. Haven't we all? I mean, if we're above if we're above a teenager, then we've probably been controlled by that last one, the lust of many a times, you know. But many of us have been controlled by money, which would be the greed mm-hmm. category. Oh yeah, I'm sure I have not, and and, pl- and probably two more times than once. And you know what? And and the thing about it, lust I put so big because lust is what we all don't, we don't even we 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 a lot of times we have a propensity to only think of lust as of after uh uh something that a male or female, but lust can be a lot of things. We can lust after a whole lot of things, I think. But I might need to look up the word lust. But I believe lust doesn't just mean only to lust after uh, a physical individual. But I believe oh, it can, you can lust after a whole lot of things. Correct. I would think so, too. My biggest problem with the, in this list is anger. And I tend to hold on. I tend to hold on to that anger. Um, and it's usually from for someone who is more than close to me, like a family member, rather than a friend. Um, I can tend to just let go 
of whatever bothers me and let it go, so to speak, with a friend. But I sort of hold my family a little higher in accountability sometimes. And and like many of us, I've been hurt pretty deeply by some family members. And so I am always trying to figure out a way to let go of that anger. And people will tell you, well, just let it go. And it's the hardest thing to do. Mhm. It really, it really is, and 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 anger, anger is a culprit to a lot of people's downfall. A lot. I mean, can you imagine how many people have actually had a gun and just shot someone out of anger, and threw their whole life away, out of anger? Can you imagine how many people have? I mean, we just had an incident uh, here in Dallas where this this rapper gets killed, and it was out of anger. And this young man has thrown away his whole life out of anger. But he, I'm sure he thought he was in control and didn't realize he was being controlled by his anger. And now it has messed up his life and it's taken the life of another young man. I mean, it's just so tragic. Anger is a huge one. I mean, it is a huge one. And most of the time, the culprit behind the anger in a lot of cases, is the lust to be in a position of someone else. People on jobs at companies, they can't even get along on jobs because they're lusting after a management position when they only qualify to be the, be the, be the janitor. I have looked up the uh, definition of lust, and it does insinuate in the Webster Dictionary that it is with a sexual desire Uh, as a noun it means a very strong sexual desire and as a verb it means have a very strong sexual desire for someone so lust in the dictionary although although i can see it lusting like you said lusting after a position but according to the dictionary it is a sexual uh, desire you know i kind of figured that that's why i kind of said that let me look up the word because mm-hmm. sometimes we do, I do, I'm a very, I'm a stickler for words, and thank you, Holly, for that, because I want to make sure that we are, are, are on the right, right path. path. Sure. Probably and that is, the word and I guess that's why they put it up. I'm sorry. Envy. envy would have been probably envying the management position. That would probably fall under envy. Okay. Well, well, that works for me. So now you guys, I guess, well, Holly, you're right. We did have, you know, I did lust after a few people when I was younger, honey. You mm-hmm. <laughs> jump out the car window. Oh, my God. When I was younger, I, I know, oh, my God, and thank God he saved me because <laughs> Lord knows ain't no telling what would have happened, Jesus. <laughs> There is a God, y'all. There is a God. Yes, Lord, there is a God. But, Holly, I know you're going to have to get off of here because you – how's that going? How's the Bible class going? How's that going? Okay, let me just explain to everybody real quick. When we first started the radio show together, when I first started joining Dorothy, let me say it that way, the the shows were on Monday night, and um, I didn't have a slot filled. Uh, for the Bible study, I a, a year ago I applied to join this group that starts at Genesis one and goes through the Old Testament, and we take breaks. Um, but this is just Genesis right now, and the class that um, was picked for me was for Thursday night. So I um, that starts at six forty five and goes to seven thirty, 
And uh, there will be a break, and I will be able to be back with you for the full time in the future. But until then, um, it'll just be the first 30 to 40 minutes that I'm here. But it's going really wonderfully. I had never began uh, reading the book of Genesis and been able to read through and understand it well enough to keep going. I would come to a, a portion of Genesis that that would get me stuck, and I would stop. And so I'm with a group of women that are from all over the United States, and we get together on Zoom, and we discuss it for 45 minutes. And during the week, we have some pretty intense study and paperwork with it. But it is something that I am learning so much from, and it makes everything make sense when you start from the beginning. So that's what I'm doing when I leave here. I go to the class, and um, I think we're in Genesis 15 now. Or uh, beginning next week will be 15. And I've learned so much. I just can't tell you how much. Um, sometimes I'm able to come back and share a little bit with you on the same night, but then I always share back with you the next week. So I'll look forward to, I'll share everything I can, but, I, uh, but I'm enjoying it more than I ever imagined. Thank well, you for asking. awesome. We're so glad that you are enjoying it and you're learning, and you're right. It always seems better when you start from the beginning. So that's why I have learned. To control myself, I must always start outright so I don't end up being controlled and being a puppet. So you're absolutely right. That is a good point. It always starts and it's more understandable when you start outright from the beginning. Yeah, well, Holly, you go ahead, and if you can stay tuned in, thank you so much. Love you. Thank you for always being willing and giving the wisdom that you do bring to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dorothy. I'll I'll talk with you later tonight. Good night, everybody. Good night, honey. Okay, I I don't know. uh, Is Lansing, Michigan on here? I sure am. Yes, he is, Well, hey there, brother in Christ. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Hey there, Chris. Pastor, how you doing? What's How's good, everybody man? else doing? I'm good. Yeah. Blessed. Listening in. Listening in. Yes. Yes. So what do you have uh, to bring to the table about this topic? Well, first, uh, I want to look at that lust, right? There was the worldly <laughs> definition. Now, Scripture, on the other hand, makes it broader than just that. As a matter of fact, Jesus Christ himself says in Mark chapter 4, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entertaining and choke the world and it becometh unfruitful. Lust of the mm. heart is also um, one. There, there are a couple there, there are a couple more, but that's the key one for for me. I mean, once Jesus Christ says, you know, clear uh, the lusts of other things, entertaining and entering in, yeah, mm-hmm. and the lust of us entertaining, <laughs> entering in. My bad, Chris. You should have got me, man. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get I. I've been reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and been studying the red because I don't know what Jesus Christ says versus what the world says. Um, The world won't get me into the kingdom of heaven. Only Christ 
Once I know Christ, then I can understand all the rest of Scripture. Everything falls into place. And Mm -hmm. people attach things to things that God doesn't necessarily attach to it or remove things that God clearly wanted to stay intact. But that is the reason why today's topic is so valid, which is the reason why TPV ministry is so valid, which is the reason why so many things have gone wrong within our country. Mm. Control, false sense of power. Mm. Let's say, for instance, someone decides that they're going to love somebody regardless of what God says. Embrace it. Make it so, because we're just going to show love and compassion. They get, they feel empowered that they just are so loving that God can't help but be proud of them. Well, that's where the failings of discernment come in. Each and every last one of these problems, Christ as the teacher and the focus, and you praying to God's Holy Spirit for discernment, everything things things begin to fall into place. Like I was listening as you were speaking about riding on the bike. Clearly, discernment of the situation would have caused you to give a lot more care than you were. But you were enjoying yourself so much, you didn't even recognize the consequences that would happen with the bike. And be it with other people, with nature, or with the objects that man made. When you don't have discernment, things can only go wrong. If you can't discern the difference, say a female can't discern the difference between a man just being kind to her, and she calls sexual harassment. Because she didn't have any discernment, this person is now facing difficulties that should have never been. All he was trying to be was not. Oh, my Lord. Mm -hmm. The discernment, greed. You know, you, you 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 look at that. Well, how does discernment and greed come into place? Well, if you spent more time chasing God and using your money, as he says, you wouldn't use your money for your own self. And then you mm. wouldn't have the issues that you have because discernment would clearly say, if I use my money the way God said use my money, people won't hate me. I won't be the cause of other people starving while I'm being empowered, rich, mm. enjoying the life. And so it's mm. as I'm listening in what what's what's going on. And then um our sister says, you know, forgiving family is hard is harder for her than with friends and everybody else. Me too. With a lot of people, just about with everybody. And I, I, I dare to call that the um, how dare you syndrome. We were raised that family looks out for family. Family mm-hmm. respects, loves, cares, and does all they can to preserve the sanctity of family. So when a family member who wasn't raised in the generation that we were raised in, or maybe they were, and they ignore that fact or don't know that fact, it creates such an issue with us, we can't even talk to them right now because uh, – we're family. You can't do that to me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I'm going to stop right there for a minute. I need to hear some more comments. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, 
And 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 here's one of the scriptures in the Bible that I just looked up, and that's where I was really going according to the dictionary. But I and thank you, uh, Lansing, Michigan, which is Siron. Thank you for bringing that up because I was on a whole different level with this lust thing. Because lust of the eyes doesn't necessarily always mean in a physical for a male and a female. The Bible clearly states, I'll read the, uh, and this is, a, um, this is 1 John 2, 16. It reads, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. So the world has created the word lust. The world brings this lust, and it's just not the flesh. The world makes us lust after everything by what we see, how we view people, by what we're seeing in commercials. They put stuff out there on commercials that look so good that we start lusting. You can be lusting after some food. Uh-huh. They, make that food uh-huh. so, they make that food look so good on that TV. And then, uh-huh. I mean, anything that they put on there, you a new phone. Some of us, I mean, it's just what we have been programmed to do is to lust after everything because everything looks good. They make everything look good. TV has made everything look good, even when it's wrong. I mean, now they've got it to where the unnatural affection that people have for one another, they make it seem like it's the right thing. Just saw the way that they put it out there. And you know, y'all, I, this is the reality coach. It ain't natural. And I'm not saying you can't love who you choose to love. But I'm just saying it's, it, it doesn't look right. I'm just saying how everything is made to look good now, even when it's not mm-hmm. right. I'm guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I may not have your lust, but I got my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty. Me too. I've got a little 
after all of these things, it's got a big, it's got controlled in green because it gives us the go to go do whatever we want to do. And then it's got all the little things that we that that control us. And then at the bottom, it's got us. Well, before that, it's got false sense of false sense of power. Powers in big bold green because again, that makes us go. That makes us keep going, keep going, keep going, keep getting hungry and more hungry. Once we get a little bit of power, we just keep going. Well, me, I just keep going. I used to, but I realized that false sense of power ain't right. So I done left that alone and just stick in my lane. I I, I respect, inspect, and I protect. So in, the word, in other words, let me say I discern. That inspect becomes to discern when you move to the next level. So thank you, uh, Lansing, Michigan, for that. I discern things now. And so anyway, back to that, I've got false sense of false sense in like in a shadow letter because you don't realize it's a false sense because control and power overrules everything and then I've got all the all the seven things like envy anger all of that in white because these are the things that God is warning us if we don't stay away from these then guess what Satan can have us being controlled. When you look up the word controlled, it means you believe you're in you're in control. And you're not. So when you do that, it's a controlled power. Because when those things start coming away from you, when when Satan gets you out and he gets you all caught up in these things and those things, the greed, the envy, the anger, the lust, the sloth, the gluttony. When you get caught up in those things and he starts snatching them from you, then you are so eager to maintain the false sense of power that, well, let me not say you. I will use me. Well, I'll just say people because then that doesn't specify anybody. People are so caught up in trying to recapture or reclaim what they thought they had control. Now they're being controlled by Satan and and we can see it in this world. God is just sitting back saying, I tried to give y'all the tools to use to stay away from the trap of being controlled by a power bigger than you. And once you're caught in that snare, it is so hard. It takes every bit of faith, every bit of prayer from everybody. I mean, you'd be calling the, the, the ancestors from the grave, Lord, help me, because you get so caught up in it. People get so caught up in it. I mean, you think about it. People that have addictions, they don't want to be addicted. They don't. A lot of them don't. But some of them have been controlled by it for so long, they don't know how to break free from it. Don't. And alcoholics, they don't want to drink. They're not even thirsty. Half the time when they drink it, they're not even thirsty. They're just controlled by that. And they've fallen into that trap and that and then it gives some people gives them the the nerve to get up and say something that they normally wouldn't have said. Prime example, I was in Kroger's last night and I hear this big argument occurring. This man is in there getting flowers for someone, I don't know who, and then there's a female and another male over here getting flowers for whom I don't know. 
And I see this little bitty woman and another man who's about medium height. And then I see this taller man over here. He's by himself. Now, the woman and the man together. And she was thought she was in control, but she was really being controlled by the substance that she was on because you could clearly see she was on something. Because let me tell you, the man that she was going up against, now, he had a tattoo up over this eye, and it wasn't no cute tattoo. It was a gun tattoo over the eye. And then he had all mm. the teardrops, teardrops coming down on the other side of the eye. And he getting loud. Oh, he's wow. cursing loud and close. You got me all dot da dot dot I don't play games like that. We can take it outside. We can do this. We can do that. And y'all know me, the reality coach. I'm sitting there saying, oh, my Lord. Now, not my people. Now, y'all know we've been getting shot up now. You know the police. And we're in, in Mesquite. Y'all know the police ain't going to ask questions. They're going to come in. Well, now they do now. Mesquite. Let me stop that because Mesquite's been doing good. They've been asking questions before they shoot or before they do anything. So, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, okay, she absolutely has to be crazy, because let me tell you what the man was doing. Her man that was with her was saying, come on, calm down, baby. You're taking it to the next level. You're doing this. You ain't got to. Come on, let's go. Get the flowers. Let's go. And this other dude is always saying, you better get her. You better get your woman. You better check her, because I ain't scared. I then he going platinum, y'all. And this girl mm. is so high on whatever she was high on. It was totally, she thought she was in control, but she was being controlled by the person. Because looking at the man, now y'all forgive me, I'm making a judgment, but just looking at him and hearing his conversation and seeing this gun tattooed in the prison ink, you know, that real dark black ink, I wish they would get some of that. I don't know where they get that ink from, but they whatever ink they make in them jails, that's some black ink. I need that mm-hmm. for some hair dye. I really do. I want to ask them, can y'all give me some of that for some hair dye so I can buy some of these people's hair and keep that gray from coming back? Because that black in that, that black on his eye was black, and the gun was so and and I think it was a nine it was a nine millimeter because it looked like it. I don't know if it was a nine millimeter, but it looked like the nine millimeter, and it looked like he knew what, knew how to use it too. And then he had tattoos on his knuckles too, and on his arms. And he cussing, and she's still talking, and she's about knee high to a duck, as my, uh, as the old folks say, knee high to a duck. And she talking, and girl, she didn't. I was, I was looking at her. I said, honey, I finally had to go, baby. If your man that's with you is apologizing for your behavior to another man, and you talking crazy, and he talking crazy back to you, but your man is standing here trying to calm him down, sugar, baby girl. Get your flowers and go on because I'm telling you, you're not in a winning situation because if you get outside in that parking lot and if that gun that comes up over his eye come off in his hand, your man going to be gone. He already told me he leaving. So whatever mm-hmm. you do, baby girl, whatever you doing, whatever you own, get your flowers. I didn't say whatever you own. I said, baby girl, it's not that serious. Come on, y'all. We ain't got to do this. And the, and the gentleman, he finally, I guess he finally realized, I don't know, but I guess he finally realized, look, I'm on paper. I'm being controlled by some paperwork. And I ain't trying to go back to where I got this tattoo from. Because he did look like he had just gotten home. I'm just, y'all forgive me if I I could be dead wrong, but he did look the profile. So he finally got some sense and realized he wasn't going to let that false sense of power continue to overtake him. He shut his mouth and he walked away. Mm. 
And later, wow. I thought she was going to go on out the door. Why did I look on the next aisle? She back over on the aisle with a man in this case, too. And I said, now, this woman here, I just, I, I said, look, girl. And that's just what I said, look, girl. <laughs> this man has ran from you, and you back over here. And she come over there like they're going to be friends. He wasn't trying to be her friend. He said, ma'am, can you just take her on around the, excuse me, can you take her on around the corner somewhere? Because I ain't got nothing to say to her. I don't want to deal with her. Where's her man? Tell her to get a man or whatever. I said, well, I guess he done ran. I guess you scared him up real good because you kind of scared me too, and I was a little, little afraid. He said, no, I ain't Miss Lady. I'm not going to do nothing to you. I'm just letting her know I don't play games like that. But can you just take her home? And finally the manager, finally, now, y'all know these is all, now, I'm just sorry, y'all. Now, y'all know I keep it real. These are my people. And ain't nobody in Kroger's but that in, in, in the position that can handle the situation but people of a different color. They were white people. And they sitting there looking at this gun up over this eye and this man talking loud and crazy. They trying to get to the 911 number. And he don't want to see 911. So finally he realized that they was getting ready to call 911. He went on about his business, but she's still talking. And finally, they got enough nerve to get her out of the store. And I was able to talk to that young man, and I said, you know, I am so proud. And this is what we got to do, people. We have to do this to our own people. And if we ever going to make a change, we cannot be afraid, but you got to be able to discern the situation first before you go up there and mess with it. And I discerned it. I knew she was on something. I knew he sensed that by the way he walked away. So I went over to the aisle after she was already out of the store, and I told him, I said, you know, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you caught yourself and you saw yourself losing control and allowing your temper to control you. And I'm so glad you got control. And I want to commend you. I really do. He said, well, Miss Lady, I'm from the streets. And the streets don't play them kind of games like that. I said, I know it, but I thank you. Whatever you've been through, son, you're learning. And I thank you for being a bigger man and learning that anger is probably how you got in some of the situations that you got into in this life. But I thank you. He said, Miss Lady, do you mind if I give you a hug? Because ain't nobody ever thanked me for what I do do. He said, I come from the street. I don't have time for none of this. I don't have time for nobody bumping their mouth. I go to shoot first and ask questions after you on the ground. I said, well, you, I said, now you ain't got nothing on you, dude. <laughs> he started laughing. You you. I said, I don't want no COVID. I don't want no bullets. He just fell out like He said, you are a clown. I said, I'm just serious. I said, but thank you for doing what you did. And do you know that the manager even thanked him? Everybody commended him because we knew he came from the rough side of life by the way that he was talking. Say what? But he did Mm. not let his mouth, who talked very loud, give him a false sense of power at that moment. That control that he had, thought he had, he did not let it give him a false sense of power because he knew if they called 911, and the chief police department come up to that store, judging by the way that he looked, he he can't. 
he he wouldn't have stood a chance. Even though she was on something good. So she thought it was good, but it was bad for her. Because it made her not realize, sugar, your man has already went out to store. You done circled back around on this aisle, and you have no one here to protect you from this man. So she had a false sense of power. And that's the way life is going for so many people out here. Oh, y'all understanding what I'm saying? Yes, is it making sense? Because I was told sometimes I don't make no sense. Mm. I go too deep. I go too far out. But did that make sense? Yes, it made sense to me. And see, he has a he has a discipline that that and and this is what's this is what's so remarkable about it because we're so quick as church folks. Yeah, I said it. As church folks to prejudge mm-hmm. someone. Now, what this young man displayed was a mature sense of holding his lustful body, his his reaction like he normally does. He just shoot first, ask questions later. Well, yeah, that's what he does. But see, that example was powerful because we do a lot of speak first, ask questions later, especially as a body of believers. And this is what gets us mm-hmm. a lot in trouble, not only with our own personal stuff, but with people in general. See, if we learn how to listen more effectively and not react to everything we see, everything we hear, everything somebody says and all this stuff, we, we're so emotionally reactive to things instead of us listening and understanding that sometimes you need to learn how to discern some stuff. And see, a lot of us don't even want to do that because that takes too much time. I got to take time out to learn who God is. I got to have a relationship with God so I can discern. Yes. How do you think you're going to be plugged in? How do you think you're going to understand what's going on? How do you think you're going to control yourself? Yes, it's an everyday struggle. This flesh is going to battle the spirit every single day, every minute you wake up. But the, but the problem that we have, Coach, is that we don't discipline ourselves in kingdom principles at all. We rather settle in our own stuff and we'll handle it. No, we got a lust issue. We gonna put ourselves in a situation. Hello. No, we got mm-hmm. issues with fight with fighting. We gonna throw ourselves into the middle of a fight. I mean, come on. See, these are things that we have to understand within ourselves. Once God is able to give us the discipline we need for not for us not to be reactive. Now I'm not saying just stand there. If Brother Siron came up and he just hit me in the jaw, well I might have to think a couple of seconds. Do I react right away or do I turn the other cheek? But just being honest, I'll probably react first, ask questions later. But see, I'm gonna be honest. Because see a lot of us, especially pastors, we ain't gonna be honest with stuff. So God works with me Every day not to react to situations Because I knew how Chris used to be So this is what I'm saying Once we put our stuff on Front Street Coach And we understand that we have 
these issues and we put it on the table and we could be real with our issues, God will handle it. God will pump the bricks on the things that you have uh, issues with. I, I, in the last year, I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff that he dealt with me on. And you think it was, you think for a second it was easy? Negative. But I had to understand one thing that the more I surrendered to it, the more I was able to not react to it. I don't think they caught that, Coach. The more I surrendered to what my issue was, the more I was able to let it go, or I wasn't, I wasn't being reactive to it. Because we were so quick on everything to be reacting to everything. We don't understand. We don't know why I keep on waking up in the bed with this man or this woman. Oh, I don't understand. I just tripped and fell. See, all this stuff that we said. But see, that's a whole that's a whole nother 30-minute spiel, and we don't got a lot of time. So I just want to put my two cents in it. I'm over here working like triple time. I got a conference to get ready for. I got surgery tomorrow. It's a lot going on over here. Uh, but I'm quite sure you can still catch the coach in the next 30 minutes on our Facebook Live. I wanted to put that drop while we get everything over here straight. So that was my two cents, coach. This is Thomas Boyce. I'm out, and I dropped. The bomb. Back to you, Coach. But wait a second. Before you leave, hold on. Hold your mute. Because you said something that I want to make sure that people understand. There are okay. two types of ways that you can. Now, discernment is a spiritual. It's on a, a whole other spiritual level. But I don't want people Correct. that are not spiritual to think that they cannot understand some things. Because let me tell you what we'll teach you. Experience will teach you, too. Experience is what gets you to the level of discerning things and makes you call on something. When you get tired of, it made me call on God. I don't know what it's going to make some people call on, but it made me call on God. And then I, he took it to a higher level because I got tired of going through experience, experiencing heartache, hardship. And I had to say, Lord, I need to understand. So right. that's how I got to the spiritual discernment. But don't think that because you may not have the relationship that we have with Christ and you're not able to discern things, experience will teach you. It's just like if you go to put, you go to touch something hot and you touch it and it burns you, that don't take discernment. That takes some experience from getting burnt before to understand that'll burn you. That's all I got to say. So would you not agree with that? That that pastor before you uh, go away because I yeah. just thought I just thought I throw that out there because people there are people that are not where we are in Christ and they may get they may think that they can't do it like I was in one class where somebody was asking to get their gift of speaking in tongues mm-hmm. and then they got mad because they didn't get the gift of speaking in tongues. Well, the Bible mm-hmm. says they are His gift, the gift of whom He chooses. Okay. Correct. That's another whole subject. All right. But you understand, <laughs> and, and, and I don't want people to get yeah. confused and think because they are not where we are in Christ. They can't understand things. Yes. See, see, I'll, I'll break it down a little bit better. Um, with with anything, with anything, it's a process. Now, discernment. Yeah, you can learn from the school of hard knocks, which most of us have done. That's 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 a great great way to learn some things but i'll give a scripture out to anyone that's learning how 
to discern. It's in First Thessalonians chapter five, uh, verse twenty-one and twenty-two. That'll it'll give you a biblical explanation on discernment. But the ability is to decide whether uh, the truth between error, wrong against right. Discernment is just a process, family. It's just a process of making careful distinctions in our thinking about the truth. Now, as we adopt the biblical application to things, it will broaden our mindset. What are you talking about? Glad you asked. That's why I gave you the first first Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty one through twenty two. That'll help you in the basics of understanding what discernment is in the spiritual realm. Now in the natural, it's kind of the same it's kind of the same thing, but it's a little different because God puts a little upgrade to it. So be, you might have street knowledge, you might have all that knowledge, but when God adds that upgrade of the spiritual to it, he, it heightens your senses, meaning that he will, you will not only be able to discern if somebody is giving you a con, but you can also see the spirit behind it. So, when, for example, this is a perfect example. You'll see the spirit of an alcoholic before you even see the alcoholic coming. That's discernment. Or when someone's speaking to you and and they're sta- they they got this demeanor about them and you're discerning that something's not right. Well, that's the spirit kicking in. But your natural, of course, especially ladies, y'all good with this. Y'all able to detect whether whether that person is yay or nay, whether he got a six pack or he got a beer belly. You can tell. You got this thing called women intuition. It's kind of like that. You're able to know what's really going on. Some, some people, some people's is a little haywire, coach. I'm not gonna lie. We, you know, some of us might need a little tune up, but it's all good because that's why we have the spiritual thing. So if if you think about it in this, like a woman's intuition, that's how it kind of is. But as you grow and mature in the faith with God, then it'll enhance not only what happens around you in the atmosphere of where, where we live. But it'll also give you a spiritual aptitude to give you that extra uh, sensor, sensory or that satellite boost that you'll need to pick up the spirit. So I hope I was able to break down a little bit. And you've got another caller on the line, Coach, so I don't know if you want me to patch him through or not. But that yes, was my please. 12 cents and a biscuit. So I'm done, Coach. Back to you. All right. Well, thank you for explaining that. And and this is why we we're, we're all here. We're all to give input, and we don't. That is definitely not our intent. And this is our disclaimer. We're not saying that you take our advice and run with it and roll with it. We're just giving our own opinion. And if you can use it, please do. If you can't, please don't. Simple as that. So thank you, thank you for explaining that. Okay, you can pass the caller through. Caller, you're on. Hello? I'm sorry. Hello? Can you call me? You can hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm sorry. Thanks, I am. How sweet. Hold on. I was saying I can't talk right now. 
Oh, you can't talk right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, wait. Well, right. You can use you can use Huh? I can okay. talk out loud. Okay, all right. She can't <laughs> We're talk right now. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, you. Oh, okay, thank you so much. Okay, so now with um with everything that he was saying about the skills of discernment, it does take a lot to get to that level. You have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And then when you start getting that discernment, that experience will go to more more or less alert. You'll, you're, every, your senses are heightened. I, I don't know. When something has happened to you, and this is the best way I can put this, when something has happened to you so tragic in your life, and you – it's kind of like the hair on the back of your neck will stand up and you can, it's almost like you can sense it. It gets heightened. Well, when you start getting spiritual discernment, you can discern things in the spirit as well as in the natural. And that's a powerful thing because then you can approach situations and know you're going to be okay. It's kind of like I did in the Kroger. I knew I don't. I just discerned that it was a it was a situation that I could approach and go into and show the love of Christ to both one who was out of control, one who was being controlled by something. And I didn't go in with a false sense of power because my false sense of power could have been like, y'all stop all this is crazy because they were younger than I was. And I know I'm old enough to be their mother, but I don't look at y'all. Now, y'all know they probably thought I was their age or whatever. Now, let me just say that. But, you know, I was old enough to be their mother. I could have went in there with that mother's authority thinking I, I got that kind of power. But I went in there humble. And God gave me the way to approach the situation. That discernment gave me the ability to approach the situation in a way to where they would receive me. Both of them received me. And I was the only one that approached the situation out of a whole source full of people. And they were looking at me as though I was insane. And when the young man finally said, thank you, and can he give me a hug, because nobody's ever said anything about what he did do, because he's from the streets and he don't play like that. And I said, don't ever let the streets keep controlling you because it'll make you get out of control. And then you'll be controlled by someone other than yourself. He said, uh, he looked at me and he smiled, because he knew I was talking about clink, clink, back where you came from, the clink, clink. You don't want to go back there now. So you stop letting that, letting that, don't let that do that. So all I'm saying is that when God is leading you, you're able to like some of my topics, some of my topics are way out there, and people dare not, dare not encroach on them. But I'm not afraid because a good workman need not be ashamed. So that's what I do. I bring up topics because God said, okay, matter of fact, here's another situation. 
I don't ever feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in control because I know the world can, at, at a drop of a hat, I can be controlled by a lot of things because all of the things that have happened in my life, they give me plenty of reasons to spiral out of control. But thank God I got the right controller on my, in my spirit. He ain't on my back. He's in me. Thank God that I got Jesus. Thank God that I got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in me. Because I'm telling you, life has dealt me some unfair blows, and I deserve to be out of control. People would understand it if I snapped. They would. Well, girl, we were just waiting. As a matter of fact, I probably, you know what? Matter of fact, in this world that we're in today, as crazy it is, people see me snap. You know what? They'll probably give me a hand clap and give me that. Girl, we've been waiting. We just knew. We just knew. We so glad you finally snapped. Whoo, we thought you were going to have a nervous breakdown. That's how bad life has done me. And that's what people think. But guess what? When you got Jesus in you, you can withstand some stuff. And I have withstood a whole, whole lot and still withstanding and still fighting and going to keep pressing on. I don't have a choice but to press on. But back to what I was saying, the reason why I call myself the reality coach, people always tell me, you come up with stuff and you say things. Matter of fact, the one where I did about the generational curses, when I was telling about how Satan tried to try something slick, fly, and subtle on me, I knew that the devil was a lie. And I ain't ashamed to tell what goes on up here because if God knows it, who are you? You might need to know it so it can keep you from doing something crazy and let something control you. They said you talk too much. You're saying too much about your business. Well, if my business can help somebody get some business and if it's going to help liberate their mind in order to transform their life, so let it be. That's why God said you the reality coach. Because you realize I am the controller of your life. Can't nobody do nothing to you without my permission. And I got a hedge of protection around you because I've got you on an assignment, not just for yourself, not just for your family, but for many people. Many people. So don't think it's all about you. So let me tell you people, whoever's out there and you got an assignment, you better understand that you need to be controlled by the right controller. And that is something greater than yourself. Because when you step out out here and you got a false sense of power and you, 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 you're in control and it's a false sense of power, you're going to realize you're going to be controlled. And you ain't going to have the right controller telling you how to come in or go out. See, he tells me how to go in and come out. He tells me how to sit down, how to shut up, how to talk. How to, he tells me everything. That's why I am so bold enough to say and do some of the things I do. Oh, well, let me hush. I think that's uh, the cue for Miss Firecracker. Firecracker, is that you? Chris, was that a false alarm? Yep. No, Can you hear me? Firecracker's on the line. There she go. Oh, oh, hey, Miss Firecracker. Man, I was wondering where you were. Good evening, everybody. Good mm-hmm. evening, honey bun. So, which part did you hear? Which part did you not hear? 
I, I I just heard the part about you exposing too much of your um of your business. I ain't got no business, honey. Let me tell you, it's better for me to tell my story than to let somebody else tell it. Look, I ain't got no business. I ain't got no business keeping my business to myself because my business lets me know that there's some crazy people out here in this world because I'm living a crazy life, and I need people to help me understand what's going on to keep my sanity. So I ain't got no business. But anyway, go ahead. Tell me tell me what you think about tonight's subject. But go ahead. You can even comment on that if you choose to. Whatever you want to talk about, go ahead, Firecracker. I would like to make a quick comment on that. Um, you know, whatever God has for you to do, that is what God has for you to do. People need to understand that what they think and what they think you should or should not do, not what God has told you to do or gifted to do. We need to worry about ourselves more lining up with what God has us to do. You know, I hear a lot of people say, God told me to tell you this, and God told me to tell you that, and you should do this. God would tell you. Now, he might send somebody to confirm it, but he will tell you himself. That is how he works. And so whatever it is God has told you to do, or even if you're not sure that he told you to do it, if that's what you choose to do with your life, then I'm going to say that it's your business. And anyway, for as people thinking they have control, you know, it is dangerous for a man to think that he is more than he is. It is dangerous to have a mindset of arrogance because arrogance leads to destruction and failure. God has complete control of each and every one of us in every situation. We are predained. He predained us to be and do what he says to do. And on those occasions when he does lie, allow Satan or man to make a choice, it's because he permitted you to make that choice. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see how you can get it twisted any kind of way. He did give us but those choices are, he, he said he preordained us from birth. So if he preordained us, that's what that means. He is allowing you to make that choice, and he allowed it at the time you were born. Pretty much we just walking a path that's already been mm-hmm. set. Pretty much. Right. Well, I, I wish he, I wish I'd have known my past, honey, because I'm telling you, this, I tried to take a different route. I went on a different street or something. Well, you know, a lot of times we don't know, but that's why he warns us early on to seek him. That's true. And his righteousness. And everything else will be added unto us. But, of course, we being human and have a sinful nature, that's just not how we do it. I, I, I want to hope that there are some people that, from a child, have followed their destiny. At least they, I know they've done better than I, I've done. 
But I am, I know because you know I used to when I was a kid. There was a young boy and he was strange. We said he was strange when we were kids. He was preaching by the time he was seven. He didn't go outside and play, and he, he spent all his time with his grandma. His grandma raised him. He spent his time learning how to play the piano and preaching. The only thing he's going to play was church. He played church with you all day. So there are some people, thank God, that walked into their destiny as they were supposed to. But thank God for God's mercy and grace that he allows us and he waits on us because he already knows what the end result is going to be. When we try to know, but I found out that we don't have to know. Well, it's probably best that we don't know because we would mess up something if we did know. He, he, he probably would allow us to. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I've been that route as well. I know that I have because when it happened, he clearly showed me myself what I did mm-hmm. and what I should have done, and he also let me know what my consequences were going to be. So I, we have no control, in, in, no control over anything in this world. We don't have any powers, right? I, I but we had that false sense of power. You know what? That is so. That is so true. And 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 since you said that, uh, Miss Firecracker, you are so accurate with what you just said. We don't have any power because if we had power, why is it that they can tell us everything? They can shut us down. They can do everything. If we really thought we had some power, I, I we have no power. Is the Holy Spirit. And we don't utilize that to our uh, to the fullness that we should. So most of the time we are powerless. You know, I, I've gotten where my attention has been brought to be so definite that I used to. I see you tomorrow, God willing. Well, I, I'm gonna do next, I'm gonna do this next week, God willing. Better put that God willing. Better. Mhm. Uh, 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 what the what the old people used to say? If the law, if the what they say, the if the law say the same and the creek don't rise, if that means if it possible seal, yes, ma'am. But okay, okay, say. that's what that, is, that and 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 that's so true. Yeah, we just use words and we use that's all in the false sense of power, making plans and using words. We be planning for our vacation for next year. And can't even breathe on our home. <laughs> when you, when you and I guess it. that's why the Bible says take no thought for tomorrow. Probably. So you can't plan nothing? You sure can't. Plan well, you can plan it and just pray you get to the plan. See, and then when I, we plan something and it goes straight, we have the audacity to be upset. That's that arrogance kicking in. That's that. That's, that's when that arrogance kick in. Yeah, all right. And, and, and let me let me say this: Have you ever been in a position to where you want something to happen so bad that you just find that that arrogance and that drive and that 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 greed, that lust, whatever you what what whatever it is that you're trying to get, you just you 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 you, you, you as they say, you bound and determined. 
to get it. Yep. And then when you get it, matter of fact, let me just use this. I'm so, y'all, I'm so glad I ain't married to the man I was married to before again. And I, I would be running, I, don't tell my story, don't tell my story now. Oh, 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 well, well, we all got that story, girl. We was crying and just looking out the window. Girl, I was just, I'm telling you, I would be looking out the window. Y'all, I was so crazy about this man. Now, I would be looking out the window, and I just saw about 80 cars go by, and I saw each headlight was his headlights. That was him coming home. After about 80 cars, I realized, he ain't coming. This is not his headlights, girl. This man ain't coming. You standing in this window for an hour saying them his headlights. That's that's how bad that's how bad I wanted something that didn't want me. I was sitting there looking out the window, talking about them his headlights. Now how you gonna tell some headlights, girl? If you don't, if you don't get your crazy stuff out this window, and then let me tell you what else I did, y'all. I'm just telling y'all how crazy I was, and I wanted it so bad. I went walking down the street at one thirty in the morning. Uh, Looking for somebody in a car. I'm walking, and then I wait, wait, and left my baby at home in the bed, sleep. Looking for somebody in a car who ain't looking for me. That's how bad you. That's how your. That's how that that lust, that crazy, that just wanting something so bad will make you do some crazy things. Somebody. I got about halfway. I got halfway down the block, and I realized, girl. Is you crazy? Now he in a car, you find him, he drive off, you gonna be still standing there, you tired because you done walked all the way to try to find him. If you don't turn around while you can get back home. Help somebody. And then I'm in Illinois, away from home, way in Illinois, in the cold. Now y'all know that's crazy. Now tell your story. Now what is, now didn't you do something crazy like that? That false sense of control and you are being controlled by all of those things, lust, envy, greed, all that stuff. And I was so arrogant, girl. I thought they broke the mold when they made me. Ooh, I thought I was way too cute. And those when I was going to the club and I used to dress nice, I would smile. I had a pretty face. Well, I got a pretty face. It's a little old, but it's still pretty. Anyway, I looked across and up. I looked across the club and up inside the wall stood this fine hunk of a man. Woo, I didn't know if he was black, white, or top. Oh, I didn't know what he was, but he was fine. And I was looking at him, he was looking at me, and I guess I stared the man down, so he just decided to come over. And when he came oh, girl, you couldn't tell me nothing. He went went to get me a, a drink. I didn't drink liquor by head. I drink soda. So he went to get me a, 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 a soda. Baby, while he was gone, I told my girlfriend right then and there, that's my husband right there. I'm going to get that man. I'm going to get that fine man. He don't want nobody. He ain't want nobody but me. Man, that man, he had money. His parents had money, and, you know, he was fine. And, woo we got engaged. I was in a hall heaven. I married that man, and when I married him, my mother tried to tell me he was something wrong with him. That man was so jealous that he made my life miserable. I could not stay with that man. He probably would have hurt me. He was so, so jealous and controlling and possessive. Oh, my God. When I got away from him, I you didn't have to worry about me talking to no man for a minute. 
Now, that was in my hometown. I left my hometown. That man was still trying to bother me, and we were divorced. He married another woman, and he beat that woman in the end of her life. Wow. I ran to man. I guarantee you. Everything looked good, ain't good. It ain't good for you. And you ain't running nothing. I am so cute and I'm so this. I can get any man I want to. This, get it. Boy, that, 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 that false sense of, that, that control and that false sense of power, boy, it'll, it'll realize you, you realize you were being controlled at that point. That, I'm telling you, y'all, this is a deep subject. The, the control, false sense of power, man. It is deep. It will it it will have you doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. And that is a good example. And I know there's a lot of women that can tell that story. How they now men ain't gonna be open and upfront with their story. But us women, I, y'all, I never forget that. I mean, I, I every time I think about it, I have to laugh at myself. When wait, I wait, wait, wait. Uh-oh. wait, 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 wait. Wait. Um, you, you said men ain't gonna be you. You said men ain't gonna be open. Now, 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 you on you on the wrong station, and you on open up a can of worms saying that, coach. Well, you know, you know that pastor over here gonna say something. Now, I understand what it feels like to be all caught up, or like the world like to say all whooped. So I can't say the other word because I'm saved and sanctified. But what I am saying is, yeah, sometimes we men, we get a little whiff of that uh, perfume or whatever it is y'all wear, and our blood get to boiling and we acting crazy, and we we hiking for 12 miles to get to your house. No, we don't have a car. We're we're, we're marching in a blizzard. Just to get a little cuddle from you, hey, we'll do everything that we possibly can to get to you. So that ain't that, you know. So I I gotta say something, you know, about that one when it comes to, you know, because when I was out there and you know I was yeah I was out there and you know I would before I had a car and all that I would walk, take a train, take a bus. I do what I gotta do to get there. So yeah, so yeah, pass the put it out there. So and I ain't I ain't too proud to say it, y'all. So it is what it is, cause all of us had those moments too, and that's why I know that I got a God of a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, <laughs> and ninth chance, because he he took a chance on my knucklehead. So now I'm over here doing what I'm supposed to do. Finally, after all this time. But anyway, that's my two two seconds of uh letting you know. But yeah, we ain't gonna stay quiet. So I had to put a little. Put a little uh, uh, water over there. You and Firecracker over there teaming up. So I had to throw a little, throw a little water in there to to break it up just a little bit. But anyway, I'm gonna be quiet. I gotta get this this stuff fixed over here. So back to you. Hey, look, he, he said he hiked in the cold. Now you know. Now, now let me tell you. Now men try to play cucumber cool. Now they do. They 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 know they crazy about you. They tell you go on on. I don't want you. As soon as you go on, here they come talking. Now let me tell you about this one. Now, now the same man that I was married to took me through the ringer, did everything he could under the sun to me, and he told me he'd never chase me. Okay. He'd never chase me, baby. When I finally got control, that false sense of power, honey, 
You couldn't tell me nothing. He was chunking rocks at my window, and I called the police and said, it's a stranger out here in my window. Come get him. That same man. So, y'all, that, that, that arrogance. Now, this is my children's father. Y'all, I ain't had no business doing that to him. That was my children's father. But I, I, that arrogance in me, that, that, that I finally got that false sense of power, honey. I called on him and told him to come get him and ended up he didn't go nowhere. They just told him to go on and quit throwing rocks at the window. But I'm just telling you, men, y'all, 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 y'all hold up good. Y'all hold up like some good leather. But boy, when y'all do crack, y'all go on and crack open. But I guess Pastor Chris was one of the ones that, you know, he got that right one real quick and, and she let him know. Oh no, you ain't finna get to go drag me a long time. I'm finna drug. I'm finna drag you. Yeah, buddy. She had me good too, Coach. I ain't gonna even lie. I was just, I was done. I was out of that. You know, you got me in a blizzard hiking to your house. Yeah, I was done. Yeah, yeah, I was done. But anyway, let me be quiet. Yeah, I was in Jersey back then, man. Yeah, I was in Jersey. Oh, I think that was my... And you, yeah. Yeah, it was a blizzard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She had you gone. If you was in Jersey and you walked yeah. in a blizzard, and, yeah. but yeah. I walked in a blizzard for my wife. hiking. He said, I walked in a blizzard for his wife. I walked in a blizzard for my wife. I live in Michigan. Well, but 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 you walk, but but we talking about people that don't want want to want to own up to their craziness. But you doing right? You claiming your wife? You walking for a wife? I'm talking about somebody that didn't want me. Your wife wants you. I was walking and looking out the blind for somebody that wasn't looking for me, saying them his headlights, and he didn't did everything under the sun to me. Yeah, man, and she and see that see see that's the honest see the honest thing about it is is that. When you that's again, you start you learn from your mistakes, and when you realize that I'm out here in a blizzard coming all the way to this woman's house. Now, I got the mercy card for that day only, then after that, I was just dumped like a two, like a like a like a biscuit on with a side order of onion rings. I was just done. So, Pastor, I, was I didn't get the mercy, broken too, boy. I, I got Pastor, the mercy card, the mercy. boy, you know. Well, uh-oh, you did better uh-oh, than me. Uh-oh. I didn't get the mercy card. I lived in a place called Baldwin, Michigan. We live miles from each other. Imagine walking four miles in the wintertime, only to get told, I ain't trying to be your company, and then you got to walk four miles back. Yeah, I've been down that road. Thank God I got a wife. <laughs> yeah, I've been down that road. Oh, you got turned around at the door? At oh, the that's door. Pretty, oh, oh, boy, that was real cold. That was Mr. Player Pimp. Oh yeah, I was the man. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go hang out. Uh-huh, uh-huh, got I got home, toes is cold, fingers, everything cold. If you ain't never had the blood leave your fingers and toes when it's cold outside <laughs> and then they warm back up, it's something called needles oh, yeah. that shoot through your extremities. Oh yeah, if you don't know who the Lord is, you're gonna call on him anyway and ask him, uh, Lord, touch my fingers, my toes, my nose, Lord, what what is going on? Yeah, I started playing with toys again after that. G. I. Joe Transformers Star Wars <laughs> Atari. Oh, I mean, it was so bad. Yeah, I still play with Star Wars. 
<laughs> she gave you a lifetime you of trauma. Let me tell you. And when you get, when you realize that you don't have no control over nothing, and you realize you're powerless and you're being controlled. That's when you, now on your way back, you realize that she was really, you thought she was in control when you went there. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to do that. But you realize you were being controlled on the way back, didn't you? <laughs> All the way. <laughs> Dumb, head hanging down. If you ain't ever tried to walk fast, humble in the snow. You hit some of them ice patches, your feet going all kind of way. It is a very, very walk today, a big walk of shame. Uh, a four-mile walk of shame. Yeah. Cars going by, and the worst be the people who know you, and they beep, beep, and keep riding, and you watch them. But, dude, it's 12 degrees outside. I, I don't care that I saw you riding past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That make me beat you up at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. See, Chris, you don't have me. Chris, you done, Pastor Chris, you don't have me put it out there, man. Nah, nah, see? <laughs> hey, we put it out there, too. We put it out there, too. Yeah. So for all you listeners out there who live in the north, you better have enough judgment of judgments to know if you're going to walk five miles to get turned around in the snow. Hey, it's cold standing out there waiting on the bus, too. Don't play. <laughs> Reality coach, are you thinking when did this become a comedy show? The moment I opened my mouth. Uh-huh. Oh, Ooh, that's fun. <laughs> did they ever splash snow on you? Are you walking in the rain and then they wet you up? <laughs> oh, no. You ain't never, it's slush. Days. It's, it's, it's Everybody slush. say. Yep, slush. Yeah. And yeah, you ain't ever walking down the road yeah. and have a car go past and throw slush on you? So it's like salt, <laughs> dirt, snow water that hit you and it stick to your clothes. And so it's got to stick there and it's got to melt. And then you still got to walk in the cold? Yeah, you traumatized. <laughs> yes. You start asking the Lord, why did he invent snow? And why did you have to be in it? Yes. And now that I'm a grown man, i found that judgment deals with the flesh, discernment deals with the spirit. And if you don't want to be walking in the snow and the cold, you better have a cold dose of both. Or <laughs> <laughs> like we had up no, we had we had these jackets <laughs> called goose downs. If you had some goose downs and some Timberland boots with some isolation in them, you you could last a couple of hours in the blizzard, but after that, then you know, then then the ice start cold coating over the the Tims, and and then you got like three five layers of clothes on your leg, and then your face all tight and stuff like that, and then you're like, and then 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 this song comes on, you know, from New Edition, Can You Stand the Rain? But no, I can't stand the snow. I'm done. Uh, uh Chris. That not when you try when you trying to be cool, you know you got to put on your cool clothes, which do not include that big old coat. You got to prove you man enough. Look, I walked all this way in this little coat. It ain't that cold out there. Yeah, it was, and it was even worse on the way back. <laughs> yeah, Nike might look good, but it don't do nothing for you when it's twelve degrees with slushy ice in your face. After they oh, boot a horn, nope. beep beep. 
Yes, oh Lord. Goodness. Oh my goodness, y'all How's are that lady for control. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that did look. You realize you were powerless, didn't you? To when it comes to the elements of the of, of God, you realize at that point you ain't got no power, and you was in a false None. sense of control when you left that house. And she realized, and you realized you were being controlled by your own mm-hmm. self. And a lot of times, y'all, it ain't other people that's controlling us. It's us being controlled by our own egos, envy, mm-hmm. jealousy, greed, lust. Whatever it is, you are the one that is being controlled by your own self. And that and that and that lust, that lust got to get the blood boiling, boy. Especially when you in that snow, you going you gonna hike, boy. I, I can make it another mile. I can make it another mile. And then you feel the adrenaline rushing and going all. I can make it. I can make it. And then you finally get to the place and knock on the door. And I didn't have that experience like uh. Like a Mrs. Iran did, but uh, you know, I, I I was I was about ready to get about face go back and, and and start walking back home. So, but you know, fortunately, I was able to thaw out, had some you know nice tea stuff like that, watched a movie, and then her parents was nice enough to drop me back home. But you know that you know, and then I then I got the third degree when I got back home. You ain't grown yet. Why are you walking all the way to this girl house? And it's 32 degrees outside, and it's two feet of snow. What is your problem? Well, that's what happens when you uh, get caught up. Just saying. Anyway, oh, I'm done. Do, why you do that to me, Chris? Because I got, that's what you get. I bet you won't go nowhere else. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's what happened. How many times I told you to put on a coat? Just like you're supposed to. This ain't summertime. It's wintertime. You're out there trying to be chasing them fast. I bet you feel stupid now. Well, I feel a little more stupid because she she was like, no, don't come over. It's cold outside, and I don't want you to walk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's all you're going to do it anyway. Counting on the mercy Mm -hmm. card that Chris got, but I found out I got the joker instead. Boy, nothing like it. It's horrible. That false sense of power, that false, that control, that false sense of power, and just like I said, you're being controlled by those things that listed above in that flight. And generally, we do it to ourselves. We do it to ourselves because we got enough sense to know if somebody tell you don't come over, and you still gonna get up and go four miles in the snow. That's what that's what that is. You you you. I'm sorry. I'm I'm out to go on no shit. That's what you get. Now, don't, if you if your feet got to hurt and your eyes got tired because you kept sitting at them blind looking and saying those his headlights and you begin to get a little dizzy. That was on you. After the third mm-hmm. car, you should have known then that it wasn't gonna happen. And then I ain't even tell y'all what time it was. I wasn't going to tell y'all that, but I'm going to go and put it out there. It was 3.30 in the morning. Oh, you know yeah. Nobody ain't, nobody, ain't nobody coming home. And them headlights, you still up there hopeful. He wasn't looking for you. He ain't coming home. But I, had, I, I thought I was in control. I thought I had control of the situation. 
And then ain't nothing worse when you're thinking on Valentine's Day that you're going to have your good Valentine's with your husband and you done prepared the meal and then the candles are melting all the way down to the, to, to, to the, to the candle hole. And he ain't made it there. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm still looking at them blinds. Boy, and in Illinois, no family. Oh, 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 oh. But I thought I was in control. My, 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 my ego and my, my lust for him caused me to leave. And my mother told me, you don't never leave where you got family at to go to a man that all that's already no good around your family. You go to his family, he really going to do you in. What did she know? She just jealous, but she ain't got nobody like I got. But I tell you what, she knew because he did get worse, and I ain't never moved back to Illinois since then. I ain't. As a matter of fact, I don't. I only want to see Illinois. Matter of fact, I get I get nervous when I have to go to Illinois Street here in Texas. Scared I'm gonna be ended up back in the state of Illinois. No, I don't want to go back to Illinois. <laughs> but I oh, thought I was God. in control I had a false sense of power And was being controlled the whole time By my own self Made my own self decisions Leave where my land Where my home Where my help where the ba- Now with a baby He was already doing me bad here What made me think he was going to do better there My ego My pride My mm. arrogance and baby, when I tell you, he did me in. Ooh, boy, that was, that was a, but wait a minute, y'all, now y'all know. Now, you know, good folks, good people, we don't give up. We don't give up. We keep it going now. Now, when I finally did get that control back, ooh, when I finally realized I might be a little cute and a little fine, honey, and I wasn't saved either. Mm-hmm. I showed him how to do stuff right in somebody else's town. Believe that. I showed him how to get it right. I did it so good he followed me on back to my hometown. But then, y'all, guess what? That false sense of control got me back. <laughs> he turned around and showed me in my hometown how to get somebody right. He got worse. I just had to give up. I give up. I had that false sense of control. I realized I can't control that situation. Let me, the best thing I can do is leave that alone and get out of that. That's why I'm no longer married to him. And I'm telling you, I thank God for for giving me enough wisdom and sense to accept what I couldn't change. But I couldn't change him, but I could change me. And that's what I did. Boom. Yep. But I had been back down that road. And I had to pray, Lord, if you ever get me out of this one with my sanity, I won't go back again. I ain't going to be do that. And I ain't been down that road again. I've been down some ugly roads. But that one, mm-mm. Nope. And I bet you, you ain't never been down that road again either, uh, Mr. Lance in Michigan, have you? Uh, No. Uh-uh. Walk I ain't walking for my wife. Yeah, but after that, I wouldn't walk to the car for you. 
summertime is too hot. Wintertime is too cold. And the spring is too nice. And the fall is too pretty. I ain't walking nowhere. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I learned my lesson. All it takes is one time, once. And everybody my else, lesson. You, you got that real good discernment. And I shared it, You got it that too. real good experience. I sure did. And I shared it with other people. Just how a fool look when he think he controlling the situation and he ain't controlling nothing. But how he going to look like a fool in the eyes of people who are smart than him. As I'm the only fool walking you. in the wintertime. Yeah. As they ride by you. As they ride by I thought okay, you wanted so, to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Without a full coat. Yeah. That, okay. You see where that discernment was, right? <laughs> Boy. That wasn't right. Uh, now, now, you, now, now, what do you have to say about spiritual discernment? Well, it's not me, right? Jesus. He pointed out in John that the spirit of truth would come and lead us. And so for spiritual matters, we we, we understand it's the Holy Spirit that we should be listening to, not ourselves. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm having technical difficulties. I'm going to get him back on. The radio station had to go off because they they had an issue in the studio. So I'm going to get up back oh, on yeah. it for all of you who are on the line or listening. He's going to keep going. I'm going to get him on the line right now. So you all just hold on oh, yeah. and hear what he has to say because I know it's going to be powerful. I do. Uh-oh. I'm here. Uh, she hung up. <laughs> Uh-oh. She hung up. Yeah. Uh, what's your, somebody's well, calling now. Yeah. Yeah, because our, our CPU our CPU went down, um, and I'm I'm putting the 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 new tower, and I gotta upload and all the other software and stuff like that. So it stop it's it it stopped the show. So we're not even live anymore. Okay. So she probably well, just, she probably her. just hung up. I'll answer this, and I'll call you right back. All right. All right, family. Well, we're going to get up out of here. We appreciate you calling. We thank you for the show. And again, we apologize for the technical difficulties, but you can still listen to Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach on her Facebook page. She is live at Dorothy Patterson. So family, we love you. God bless you. And we will see you next Thursday for Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. TPV Radio, Central Texas. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 